0: I wasn't born in Australia, as you're going to tell straight away from the accent. Usually people start off by saying, are you Irish? Then Scottish, then from Pakistan, and then occasionally, what's that other country called? Wales. I'm Welsh. (laughs) So I'll just, uh, Pastor Jono, I knew he was going to be away today, and so he said, it might be good if you introduce yourself a bit. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to need a few sentences before people get adjusted to what I'm saying. So after one or two more sentences, if you still can't understand me, anybody speak Welsh? <laughs> Come, oh, okay, there's, there's one. That's good. Uh, so you can get an interpreter if you need to. <laughs> I came to Australia in 1977, and my dad went to pastor a church in Canberra, and I went into a Bible college in Katoomba in New South Wales. And uh, about a year later, I met a, another student who came, and uh, she's sitting just there, a couple of seats away from Gemma. Just give her a wave, Lynn. That's my wife Lynn sitting in the front here. And Lynn was born in Geelong, but we met in Bible school. And then after we graduated, we went into pastoral work. So uh, it's kind of been an exciting number of years. And here we are after being in a few states in Australia. We've come back to the town where Lynn was born. And it's really nice to be with you here In Mulap this morning, this is the first time I've been in this building and seen how good it is. So, can you understand me now? Great, then I can start preaching. That's good. Yeah, Today I've come to, uh, really to urge you to perhaps take a fresh approach to life. This may not be new, but it can be a a fresh determination in our lives. A, A fresh approach to go into partnership with God's Holy Spirit. Deliberately, not just as a theology or something you believe, go into partnership with God's Holy Spirit. Because I can tell you, that has revolutionized my life. I still don't hit it 100% all the time. But living in partnership with God's Holy Spirit deals with some of those things that I think, April, isn't it? April mentioned in the song leading where we put aside those Things that sometimes we we feel we can't do, or those things that limit us. Going into partnership with God's Holy Spirit expands us and uh, changes our thinking so we can face into things just like David facing Goliath. In partnership with God's Holy Spirit, we can do more, a lot more. So that's what I'm going to preach about this morning. I'll put my glasses on. Don't be afraid of this Bible. This is because I started wearing glasses a number of years ago, and then I had to buy a large print Bible, but it's really good. So I was told there was a recess, so I thought, yeah, being short, they might not even be able to see me, so I can stand on this if there's a problem, you know. So don't be worried about this. My sermon's not as big, I don't think, anyway, as the Bible. <clears throat> okay. The Holy Spirit was a powerful partner in the life and ministry of Jesus. Sometimes we kind of try to put God in little boxes. You know, there's the Father, and there's the Son, and there's the Holy Spirit. But actually, even though there is a distinguishing between those three persons, you can't just divide God up arbitrarily like that. And in the life of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, even though Jesus is the Son of God, the Holy Spirit was a powerful partner. And I'm going to point you to that this morning in the, from the book of Luke, which is one of my favorite uh, re- records of the life of Jesus. So it'll come up on the screen, but here's Luke chapter 14, verse, uh, sorry, Luke chapter 4, starting at verse 14. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he'd been brought up, And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom, and he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him, and unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. And recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. And the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began by saying to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your eyes. That would have been a great place to be that day. (laughs) Nobody would have fallen asleep that day. I just want you to notice the words... In verse 14 there, in the power of the Spirit. Jesus came into Galilee ministering in the power of the Spirit. We sometimes don't associate clearly the Holy Spirit and the person of Jesus in the way things worked in his ministry. But that's what I want to draw your thoughts to this morning for a moment. We know that Jesus is an amazing person. He's unique. There's nobody else like him. In all of creation or outside of that. He's the eternal son of God. He's forever lived in a relationship with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. They've had this wonderful communion going on forever and forever and forever. And that's all I'm going to say about the Trinity because who really knows how to describe that. In John's Gospel, chapter 1, Jesus is called the Word of God. Because it was through Jesus, God spoke and created all this world in which we live and the universe outside, the ones into which we've sent the Hubble telescope. And then the later one, the James Webb Telescope, if you've seen some of the pictures that are available online. And some of those pictures are amazing. I just love seeing all that stuff. And those telescopes are still exploring, looking for data and sending it back in pictures, trying to probe the extent of the expanse of the universe that God has made. Jesus did that as the word of God from the very beginning. So we're talking about somebody who's amazing. So it's kind of mind-boggling that when you go to the book that Paul wrote to the Philippian church, Philippians chapter 2, he says that this amazing person of Jesus made himself nothing, which literally means he emptied himself. He laid aside all those privileges and abilities as the eternal Son of God when he came, and his glory as well, that was kind of hidden, And he came here to live among us 2,000 years ago as a sinless man. And he walked among us for a period of time. So that amazing person who brought it all into being came into his own universe that he has created. And he walked around and he he was God in human form. But he looked just like us. I can't wait to meet him, you know. I wouldn't mind dying tonight. It would be great. Just go be catapulted into the presence of God. Life is good here for a while, and with the blessing of God upon life, it's even better. But to go and stand and meet Jesus and talk to the Father, and I don't know, oh, it's going to be amazing. I promised myself I wouldn't digress this morning. Uh, I've been kindly given a clock that counts down to remind me, (laughs) so I'll stick to this. The very beginning of Jesus' life was in partnership with the Holy Spirit, do you remember the story that we're going to look at? We've been reminded of Christmas coming up pretty soon. Uh, in Luke chapter 1, uh, <clears throat> the very beginning of Jesus' life was in partnership with the Holy Spirit. Let me read Luke 1 verses 34 and 35. I've got Luke 1 here somewhere. Where is it? <clears throat> How, well, this is Gabriel talking to Mary, announcing that she's going to have a baby. How will this be, Mary, asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Jesus was supernaturally conceived in the womb of Mary by the power of the Holy Spirit. Right there at the beginning of his humanity, there's this dynamic partnership going on. I can't explain to you how that happened. I only know it's simply... A statement from the Word of God. And then, 30 years later, as he's now gone through childhood and teenage years and come into adulthood, all those years that we don't think about Jesus much, we don't know much about those years, just before he begins his public ministry, he comes down to the River Jordan where John the Baptist is baptizing. And John baptizes him. And John says that he saw heaven opened up when Jesus was baptized. And the Holy Spirit comes down on him in bodily form like a dove and remains on him. What is happening here? Jesus is about to step into public life from those years of hidden obscurity of 30 years since he was born. He's about to step into public life and announce himself to the Jews as the promised Messiah and begin to proclaim himself as the one who will become the saviour of the world. And God is coming, up; the Holy Spirit is coming upon him to empower him for his public ministry as the Messiah and the saviour. He set aside his privileges as the Son of God, and he's now come to live in in a human form that's hungry and tired and weary. And is working in this cooperative partnership with the empowering of the Holy Spirit. To me, that makes Jesus even more approachable, because he really was like us in every form except without sin. And so I can follow his example more than just following him as the Son of God. Well, as well as following him as the Son of God. And in Luke 3, uh, verses 21 and 22, it says this. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. As he was praying, heaven was opened. The Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my God. Son, whom I love, with you I am well pleased. And then Luke goes on to say in chapter 4, verse 1, Jesus, after he came back from his baptism, was full of the Holy Spirit. We don't often think of Jesus as full of the Holy Spirit, but Luke, in all his opening chapters, keeps mentioning this dynamic work of the Holy Spirit in relation to the life of Jesus. He was full of the Holy Spirit, and the strangest thing happened, Instead of going to preach in a church immediately, he he was sent off into the desert for six weeks. And for 40 days, he was tempted by the devil. And the devil tempted him just to see what this possible Messiah was going to be like, what this Son of God was like in his character and his nature. He's looking for weak spots, and he finds none. And Jesus defeats the devil. And Luke says, he comes back from the desert and he starts ministering in Galilee in the power of the Spirit. In the power of the Spirit. This is an important thing to think about for us too. And he comes to his hometown in Nazareth, which I think was probably about a year after he came back from the desert actually, even though Luke skips over a bit of this. He comes to his hometown and he reads from Isaiah and he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, this is the Son of God, but he's in human form talking within those accepted limitations of his humanity and his ministry. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to preach. He was aware of this partnership with the Holy Spirit in his life. And as God's unique Son... In human form, John says that Jesus did so many miraculous things in his ministry. If you took, if you try to write down all the things that Jesus did, the world wouldn't be big enough to contain all the books that would have to be written. So even in the four Gospels, we've only got a selected record under inspiration of what Jesus did. A day in the life of Jesus would have been amazing. From the time he got up in the morning to the time he went to sleep at night, there was like a non-stop uh, action parade of stuff going on. In in fact, at times, he just had to go aside quietly so he could talk to his father and converse about what was going to come next. And after three years of public ministry in the power of the Spirit, we know that Jesus gave himself, instead of me and instead of you, He didn't have any sin like us, but he gave his life. He was crucified upon a cross as a sacrifice for the forgiveness for sins. And he rose again on the third day. And now, by putting our faith in him, if we choose to do so, and surrendering our life to him, we can have forgiveness for our sin and come into a relationship with God. And I'm here to tell you this morning, and I'm going to change my focus now, we can also know what it's like to live in the power of the Spirit. It's better than just living, doing your best. So let's switch over to that. The Holy Spirit wants to be a powerful partner in your life and in mine. I've really needed this in my life. I forget it sometimes and I try to do stuff just by myself. And you know what? It's tough. It's hard doing stuff by yourself. I quite like having the Holy Spirit as a partner. We're not 100% sinless like Jesus, but if we're a follower of Jesus, we've been made new, our sins are forgiven, we've been brought into a right relationship with God, and the future is kind of exciting. And I'm sharing this message today because I know that even when we've given our lives in surrender to the Lord Jesus, there's sometimes a struggle that goes on, and we're aware of our own human limitations. At least I am. I was born very short, so I have to usually stand on things so people can see me. We have limitations. I have a strange accent when I talk to people, especially for the first time. I'm not as clever as some. I haven't perhaps had the education of some. I never was particularly strong. I had an injury to my leg when I was small, and so uh, I could never play contact sports. All kinds of, you can relate, you, you've got limitations too, and sometimes we allow the sense of our limitations to affect what we're willing to attempt to do in life. Sometimes we make mistakes and we say, oh, I'm only human. Well, it's kind of true, but we can feel self-conscious. When I was a boy, I was terribly self-conscious. I hated to be in the public spotlight, oh, In fact, I've been preaching for a few years now, but I'd quite rather sit down there and let somebody else come up here and do all the work. Sometimes we feel a bit inadequate. Sometimes we feel, oh, it's a bit hard to talk to other people about Jesus. I can't find the the words to say. And... To attempt to do something for God, maybe to serve through the church or to serve some way in the community, that's a tough thing for me. You know, if you only knew my background, the things I've been through and what has affected me, and we kind of look at ourselves through that kind of lens. But I think God, I'm sure He has just reminded me of this truth today to speak it with you because when we sometimes feel we can't do it, that's not the whole truth. That is not the story that God wants us to play through our minds. He wants his word to become the narrative by which we live in our lives. And he wants to remind us this morning, we are not facing into things just by ourselves, but we are able to approach life with this fresh awareness. I can live life in the power of God's spirit. Because he has come to be a partner in my life, just like he did with Jesus. Nonetheless. So you might truly and correctly understand well I could never be quite like Jesus but you can reflect his image and his nature in your own personality and you can have the same spirit empowering your life as empowered his life so you can do maybe some significant things and that's what I think we need to you know expand in our minds God never intended us to just to try to do our best our best is good let's do our best for God That's always a good thing, but if you have put your faith in Jesus, he has given the Holy Spirit to be a powerful partner in our life so that we can approach life like Jesus in the power of the Spirit. You remember what Jesus said to his disciples after he rose from the dead and before he went back to heaven? In Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, he said, I'm going to send you out to be my witnesses all over the world, but... You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And then you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, then out to Judea, then out to Samaria, and to the furthest parts of the earth. And depending on your translation in very fine print, it says, And eventually you'll get to the suburb of Mulap in Geelong, and then you'll affect the whole community, and they can see reflected in your life what a life empowered by the Spirit is going to be like. But don't go and try to do it until you get this power. Because that's how God meant us to live. Not just doing our best, but having his best added to ours. And that makes a huge difference. You know, every day we can say, Lord, fill me afresh with your spirit. Because today I'm going to live in the power of the spirit. I'll give you my own personal uh, story. I get up every morning and I have a shower. I'm sure you're glad about that. I had one this morning. Yeah, my wife said she's glad. I got up this morning like I do every other day and I had a shower. And as the water runs over me, I remember that Jesus said, those that believe in me, out of their innermost being will flow rivers of living water. This he spoke of the spirit, which those who were to believe in him were to receive. And as the water comes cascading over me, washing off the dirt in the morning, I'm there in the shower praying, Holy Spirit you uh, can bring to me the river of life in a fresh way today. Fill me again with yourself. Empower me for today. I need you for today. Yesterday was fine, last week was fine, last year was fine, but I need you today. Empower me that today I might reflect Jesus in a clear way and I might live my life, not just do my best, but in the power of the Spirit. I have some great times in the morning. I come out the shower and I feel enlarged. I don't feel five foot four I feel eight foot six. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful thing when the Holy Spirit fills you. Actually, I can't, I've got four minutes and seven seconds left. Uh, at times when I felt the power of the Spirit upon my life, I've, I've said this, it's a strange thing, but I feel bigger. Do you know what I, I think that feeling is about? It's the sense that my capacity is being enlarged by the abilities of the Holy Spirit. That's what it is. The ability to speak, the ability to relate, the ability to act, the ability to pray for somebody that they might be healed, the ability just to face into things with the help of God and not just by myself. It's not just me. It's me living in the power of the Spirit. Okay, I don't hit it 100% all the time, but it's a great thing to aim for and it's a great thing when you kind of nearly get there or when you do get there. What can we do to put this into practice? Well, simply, I think you just need to be aware of it. And then you need to ask that this might be a reality in your life. Be aware that the Holy Spirit has been given to be a powerful partner so that your life is not just confined to your natural abilities, but can be much more than that. Don't let what has happened to you in the past Be the story that decides what's going to happen with you in the future. You are now a new creation. You are now indwelt by the the Spirit of the living God. You now have all of the Godhead working with you to make a difference in this life until Jesus comes. Hallelujah. And then I suggest you ask the Holy Spirit on a regular basis to fill you afresh and empower you. Let me turn to one last scripture in Luke. Luke chapter 11 And verse 13, Jesus says, If you then, although, because you have a sinful nature, you are evil, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So God has put his spirit in your life if you've surrendered your life to Jesus and he lives within you but there's a place for asking him and saying oh Holy Spirit thank you for being a part of my life now today I need you in a fresh way come fill me afresh and then we come to the book of Ephesians where Paul says be continually filled with the spirit we can come every day for the spirit of God to come with those rivers of living water and fill our lives and uh, overcome our reluctance to speak, overcome our fear of failure, overcome our sense of inadequacy, and God can make a difference. Who knows what the future could hold if we go for it in the power of God's Spirit, go into partnership with God's Holy Spirit.